Well, good morning. My name is S.J. Winter, if we haven't met before, and I'm one of the pastors on staff. I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas celebrating with those that you love most. This season, for Advent, we have been looking at the idea of worship, and we've defined it as responding to God and what God has done on our behalf. And if you've been with us this month, we've looked at different postures for worship, like raising your hands and bringing your gifts and bowing your knees. And today we'll be looking at the idea of pour out your heart. In addition to using our body postures to help us orient towards God, we want to use our souls and our minds to connect with intimacy with him. We want our worship to connect from all that is in within us. So what has your Christmas been like? I hope that it's been a jolly time of connecting And if that's so, I'd encourage you to pour out your heart to God with gratitude and joy. But maybe that hasn't been the case for you. Perhaps you felt alone this Christmas. Maybe you're afraid after receiving some bad medical news. Perhaps you're angry at God for something you've lost, like a precious loved one or job. Are you unemployed, looking for income opportunities? Or maybe you're anxious to go back to school or to go back to work because you're dealing with a bully or having issues with a teacher. Or you can even just feel numb and apathetic. No matter where you're at today, I wanna encourage you to pour out your heart to God because we have a bunch of examples in scripture of people who have gone before us that have done the same thing. We hear the words of David, king of Israel, 3,000 years ago. He said in Psalm 142, I pour out before him my complaint. I tell him my trouble. I cry to you, Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. And in Psalm 62, The writer says the same thing. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And when I was a little kid, my refuge was this beautiful blanket that one of my mom's friends made. You see, in my childhood bedroom, I had these closet doors, and I swear I could see a face in the rings of the wood. There were these beating black eyes, a giant forehead, and a skinny chin, and it looked like an alien was watching over me. My monster wasn't in the closet. My monster was the closet. But I would feel safe if I tucked myself up in this blanket, because if I couldn't see the monster, then the monster couldn't see me. And maybe you didn't have a blanket. Perhaps your safety item was a stuffed animal that you would cuddle up or sucking your thumb. But I frequently slept with this blanket. It was my safe place. And if we were going somewhere new, I would beg my mom, please let me take it with me. But she was a wise woman and would only let me bring it in the car and not inside so I wouldn't lose it. 
But at night, if I got really scared and I wrapped myself up in it, but if there was a thunderstorm or lightning and it woke me up in the middle of the night and even pulling the blanket up over my head wasn't enough to comfort me because the lightning would light up the face of the alien in my closet door, I would run to my parents' room. Forget the blanket. An item wasn't enough. I needed a person to comfort me. I needed a safe place, and sometimes people can be our safe place. Have you ever snuggled an infant or comforted a small child when they were crying? If, that, if you've done that, you were their safe place. And our Heavenly Father feels the same way when we cry out to him. Our God loves it when we acknowledge that we need him. He loves it when we pour out our hearts to him. He can handle it. And when we pour out our hearts to God, it's an act of worship. God wants our raw honesty. It's all right to let everything out to him. We can pour out our hearts to our closest friends and family, but they can't meet our needs the way that our Heavenly Father can. So as you pour out your heart to God, it's important to remember God's faithfulness in the past. Perhaps you have a surgery coming up that you're feeling really nervous about. Think about a time where you or maybe another family member had a medical procedure and how God carried you through that time. Remember his past faithfulness to get you through your current trial. When I was getting ready to graduate college, I felt the call to go to seminary, but I wasn't sure how I was gonna pay for it. I had a little bit of money saved up, but I also needed to buy a new, well, a new used car for that time. But I was anxious. I, couldn't, I didn't want to get more loans, so I prayed out to God. I said, God, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I'm just asking that you're going to provide. I thought maybe he'd provide a job that would pay more money. But soon after I did that, my mom called me up on the phone and informed me that a relative wanted to give me their car for free. So the money that I was saving up for a car could now be used to pay for my first semester of school. I was so amazed by God's faithfulness to me. But as I was going through seminary, my last year, I was feeling really nervous about finances because I'd also started to have some health issues that were costing me money. And I had to remind myself of God's faithfulness at the beginning of seminary to calm my nerves as I was wrapping up that time. And perhaps you have similar stories of God's faithfulness in your own life. I encourage you to recall those things and to spend time reflecting on his goodness and on his provision for you. Here's an example from scripture where they recall God's faithfulness in the past. In Psalm 42, the sons of Korah remember God's previous protection. Hear how they pour out their hearts. Verse four, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. 
for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you. Their world felt heavy. What in your world feels heavy right now? Are your finances weighing on you? Perhaps a difficult family member? Are health issues weighing you down? I encourage you to remember God's faithfulness in the past to get you through whatever tough thing you are facing right now. Call to your mind what God has done on your behalf before. Jeremiah was a prophet about 500 years or so before Jesus, and his world was falling apart. His country was in shambles. And this is what he prayed, as recorded in Lamentations 3. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet I call this to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I love how Jeremiah says how he calls this to his mind. And I think we can follow Jeremiah's example. Tell God when you don't understand and when things don't make sense. You aren't going to hurt God's feelings by telling him you're disappointed. Let God know how you feel and let it turn into worship. I think so much of prayer is getting our hearts aligned with who God actually is. Because when we're so go, 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 we forget to slow down and remember that he is in control. But when we take the time to pour out our hearts to God and recall what he's done for us, it helps us in those moments. So think about a time that God has come through for you. Maybe there's a relationship that you never thought could be reconciled, but it has been healed. Or maybe a time that you were hurting and you opened your Bible and that verse jumped out of the page at you. Or that time you came to church and a sermon felt like it was written just for you. As a teenager, I felt really anxious about getting married someday. I think part of the problem was I was public schooled, so there weren't a lot of good young Christian men around. But I decided that whenever I felt anxious about that, that I would take the time to pray and journal it out and remind myself the standards that I wanted to stick to. And I prayed and asked God for over a decade to bring me the right person that I might marry. And boy, did God answer my prayer. My husband, Andrew, is beyond my wildest dreams, and he's better for me than I could have ever imagined. But when our marriage feels hard, it's easy to forget that God provided him for me. So when we've transitioned, like having a big move, or we've swapped jobs, and things get tense between us, I remind myself of God's faithfulness in the past, and how God provided him, and has shaped both of us to be together, and it helps me to get through whatever current trial we're facing. 
So I want you to remember God's faithfulness in the past because that makes it so much easier to trust in God's power for your future. Trust in God's power for your future. Psalm 102 describes an afflicted man just at the lowest point you can imagine. He is in mental, social, physical, and spiritual crisis. Listen to his honesty here. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry for help come to you. And he goes on to talk about how his body is falling apart and his enemies are approaching him, but everything changes with three words. In verse 12, he says, but you, Lord, abide forever in your name to all generations. Three words that changed everything, but you, Lord. I don't have the ability, but you, Lord, are powerful. I feel lonely, but you, Lord, are loving and kind. My health is declining, but you, Lord, are my healer, whether it's in this life or the next. Fill in the blank for whatever that is for you. I feel financially insecure, but you, Lord, are my provider. When we pour out our hearts to God and tell him how we truly feel, we push through from the point of pain to the point of praise. So whatever you're feeling, God, I don't like it. God, I wish it, there was some other way. But Lord, you are still in charge. But Lord, you have a plan. But Lord, you work out all things for the good of those who love you, who've been called according to your purpose. Push through from that point of pain and turn it into praise. So if you have a medical issue, but Lord, you are my healer. If you have relational issues, but Lord, you are my reconciler. If you have financial stress, but Lord, you are my sovereign provider. If you're wrestling with a habitual sin, Lord, you are my savior. Turn your pleads into praise. Let, just let your complaints turn into worship by letting whatever you are lacking come through in the character of God. Here at Ward, we had three services on Christmas Eve, and then afterwards, I went with my family to the church that I grew up in for their last evening service out in Brighton. And I met my parents there, and my son decided to give me a nice Christmas gift that evening. I was holding him, and we're sitting in the back row. He's about a year old. I knew, like, we're keeping him up past his bedtime, and lately when he's been nursing and stuff, he's weirdly obsessed with my face. He'll try and touch my eyeball or stick his hand in my mouth, and during that service, he decided to shove his finger right up my nose, and I didn't think anything of it in the moment, but then I went to wipe an itch, and I had blood on my hand, and I looked down, and I was dripping blood on his shirt, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, so I turned to my mom, and I'm trying to mouth to her to grab me a Kleenex, and it was just chaos, so I'm not going to let him forget the first Christmas gift he ever got me. It's not the kind of gift you want, but my own mom, her love language is gifts, this woman spent so much time wandering around stores, thinking through what people would want. It's almost like she's a mind reader 
and she does it all year long. She'll hide presents around the house. She's so good that sometimes she'll find a present she hid in the middle of February because she didn't find it in time for Christmas. But she's so thoughtful with the gifts that she gives. And she always surprises me with things that I wouldn't have thought of for myself, but I always find them useful. But even more than my mom enjoys giving gifts, God wants to bless us with gifts. And the best gift that he has ever given is the gift of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. And it doesn't stop there. He continues to give us blessings as we walk through life. James 1.17 says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. We have to remember that God wants to walk with us and empower us in this life. He doesn't ask us to surrender our lives to him and then say, oh, you can finish it on your own. Whatever you're going through, know that you can get to the point where you can thank God for who he is. Out of your pain, when you pour out your heart to God, you can find the ability to worship not because it feels good, but because our God is always good. Perhaps coming in today, you felt lost about who this God is, but here at Ward, we believe in a holy God who loved us so much that he sent his one and only son to die for us and to be raised again from the dead. And he not only wants you to repent from your sin and believe in him, but he wants to walk with you daily and in step with his spirit. He doesn't want your good works and your good deeds. He wants you to surrender your life to him in loving obedience. And he wants you to pour out your heart to him daily, moment by moment. So whether you've been a Christian your whole life, you're new to this whole religion thing, or you're just not even sure about Christianity, I want to encourage you this morning to pour out your heart to God. Tell him how you really feel and invite him in to fill whatever void you are feeling right now. The pinnacle of God's goodness to us was sending his son Jesus to pay the price for our sins, and we are so grateful for that. And we're gonna take a moment here after I pray to be silent and to pour out our hearts to this God who loves us more than we could ever imagine. Will you pray with me? Lord, we come before you feeling a lot of things this morning and we want to pour out our disappointment, our losses, our failures, our embarrassments, and our lack of trust in you. When life feels hard, it can be so easy to forget all of who you are and what you've done on our behalf. God, whatever things we are facing, help us to remember that you are our healer, you are our reconciler, you are our provider, and you are our savior. And Lord, we come before you right now to silently pour out our hearts and to turn our eyes toward you.